0: Hey everyone, Carlos here, and welcome to Roll With Adventure, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far-off world of Ebrus, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and of course, magic. We are delighted to bring you this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us and this podcast, please visit us at rolladventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure.
1: Hello and welcome to Roll With Adventure. This session's campaign is of salt and blood. My name is Cass and I'm the Dungeon Master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets and magic across the world of Ebris continues. This session begins in the evening of the 4th of Altor, in the year 1069 PR, as the party chases after a cat named Giancardo, following the trail of what has been called the Predator. Now, before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember here, We roll with adventure. So, what intelligent delight or mind-numbing tale do you have to share with us tonight? I guess I'll go first. Is that cool?
2: This is not something that I learned this week. I will preface with that. But I think shark safety is very important because I am a zoological educator who (laughs) loves these four sand tiger sharks that I used to work with. And I guess I'll do a shark fact that has always made me feel a lot more comfortable around sharks. I also think it's worthy of a plus two to my player initiative today. Sharks, you know, they have these five senses that are these predatory adaptations. And the greatest one that we all know is their sense of smell. And it's really what they use to hunt their prey most effectively. Not that they don't have bad eyesight. A lot of them actually have really good eyesight. It's a misconception that they do anyway. Sorry, not the fact. But sharks don't smell human blood in a predatory way a lot of people are afraid when they get cut that like a shark is going to smell it and it's going to like attack you but sharks only do that with fish blood it is only fish blood that they do it with so do not get worried about being getting cut at the beach and for that proactive conservation advocacy fact i will take a plus two to my player initiative
3: now go ahead start a second I kind of learned that Shia LaBeouf is still acting, and he recently did, well, about a couple years ago, did a movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon. One of the main actors actually has high-functioning things like Down syndrome, and I thought that was so cool that they had a movie like that. So uh, I'll take a plus on it, but it was just a cool fact to learn.
0: I guess I'll go. So I have been really interested in this phenomenon called the Mandela Effect which is essentially where people or a person believes that their distorted memories are, in fact, real life. And I've just been looking through lists and lists of things and just being mind-blown how I'm wrong in everything I know and my life is a lie. Big three things for me were double stuff Oreos. There's only one F. There's not two, apparently. Febreze, only one E, not two Es. And this one really got me going. It's Looney Tunes, as in a tune, T-U-N-E-S, not tunes, as in T-O-O-N-S. So for that, I shall take plus one and continue living a lie, apparently.
4: Wow, I really thought Febreze had the two Es in the middle. Just one. Oh, Berenstein or Berenstein bears?
0: I think it's Baron Stee?
4: I actually don't remember which one is right. I just know that my...
0: <laughs> the world may never know.
4: Oh, I guess while I'm talking, I might as well confess that I have no fun fact. Except, well, I mean, Cass showed me how to make lime twists. And I haven't tried my hand at it yet, but I have learned, which is good because they are an excellent garnish for Moscow meals. I don't drink. We just have virgin ones. But... Now I know how to make a lime twist. So, about I'll take a plus one because I really like this drink, and I will need to make more lime twists in my future. But it's not like a super helpful life skill.
1: If
2: I may, I think that's very worthy of a plus two because that's thank you. That is is work and like useful.
4: (laughs) So, all right. Well, my fun fact is kind of vague and not really that fun. Um. I don't know. It's weird. Um at one point in you know between being a famous psychologist, Sigmund Freud took a trip and he dissected 400 eels trying to figure out how they reproduce because eels have a really weird life cycle where they um, metamorphosize like a whole bunch of times before they become adults. And so for a really long time we couldn't figure out how they were reproducing because they didn't have the organs to do that with. And then, uh, Freud did not figure this out, but at some point somebody figured out that it's because they were dissecting immature juvenile eels that were not adults. So, I think I'm going to take a plus zero to that because it's not helpful and it's really weird, but, you know, fun facts.
1: Let's see what you guys roll.
4: Sixteen. Oh, I got a nineteen. Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> uh, five. Everyone, I think my dice are rigged. This is the third time in a row I might be rolling the highest, and it is a natural twenty.
1: Mm. <laughs> I, I, I have disco.
4: Save those good rolls for when we fight the shark monster. I, it's. I will not
2: have them. I'm telling you now. I am looking <laughs> at a. I got the. I got these new dice with a scarab for the
0: natural twenty, and I'm like staring at the scarab. So because we have to fight the shark, people can't even we, we can talk to them.
4: Oh, what a great idea!
0: Yeah, but they just murder people because they're confused. Oh. <laughs> they're
4: like, we look like a, monsters to them.
0: I got a seven. We Well, for for a shark fact, for
2: every one person that is killed by a shark per year, humans kill over 75 million sharks. What? So we are the monsters. We are the yeah. predators. Hi, my name is Disco. I am playing Alice, the radiant Genasi druid, who is a walking, talking magic mirror.
4: Hi, I'm Emmy. I'm playing Sylvie. She's a half elf monk. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm playing Maya Volta, and she is a human cleric of Cain.
3: Hello,
0: world. My name is Carlos, and I'm playing Marcus. And he probably would love eat a cherry pie, or any kind of pie. Like
3: pie. Hello, everyone. My name's Corey, and I play Kalina Floros, who is a human fighter- who has a fun little fact, has two younger brothers that she doesn't know whether they're dead or alive.
1: Now that everyone has introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember, here we roll with adventure. Dusk approaches. The light of soul becoming like fire in the sky as it begins to set behind the western hills, some call the rolling mountains of Merswal. A breeze, carrying the scent of the sea, whispers through the trees in front of you, beckoning you into their shadowy embrace. But the night breezes in Murstwall bring with them a danger. Fog. For what could be more dangerous than fog or mist on an island where the wall bisects it, only a few miles from town? But we could say that the danger is mitigated, for the mist wall lies beyond the river, a distance into the forest beyond that, and you would most certainly reach the river long before the mist wall. At least you will likely reach it, if your quarry isn't hidden amongst the trees ahead. As you enter the forest, following the feline whom Alice has called Giancarlo, Two things occur. First, uh, Alice, your 10 minute duration for Speak with Animals ends because you've been following Giancarlo for quite a bit. And second, the blood alongside the webbed tracks has vanished completely, though the tracks continue. You've noticed less and less blood as you've been traveling. Giancarlo looks back towards your group as he sits slightly farther into the forest, his eyes flashing. He licks at a paw and meows expectantly. Marcus, Kalina, Maya, as the sun continues to go down, the only source of light that you will have is the stone in Marcus's hand infused with Cain's grace by Maya's prayer. You still have a decent amount of light currently, but before long it will be night sylvie your eyes with your half-elven descent are capable of seeing quite decently though without distinct color once the majority of light is gone on the other hand alice your eyes the eyes for radiant genasi allow you to continue to see everything in color even in darkness though i should state what it's low light for everyone else but bright light for you you're able to see things still perfectly fine. But when it's darkness for others and low light for you, you instead see things more in splotches of their color instead of the distinct shapes and lines that normal, normally you would see. But for all of you, there is enough light at the moment for you to see well, especially with the stone Maya has infused with Keen's grace to illuminate your surroundings. So what will you each do?
2: Is everything blotchy for me at the moment?
1: No, it's not. As things progress, and as your party starts to go into the forest, it begins to get darker. Without the sun above, light no longer filters down through the canopy. The only real source of light you have to go by is the light coming from Maya Stone. This means that farther away, your vision will be not as good. But at the moment, everything's fine.
2: Well, the tracks seem to continue even though it's dark. Are all of you up for a bit of night hunting? Nah, I'm used to
3: it.
4: I'm... We still have to make it all the way back. Home. More than an hour's walking. I don't see very well in the dark.
3: Well, we've got your sunlight, or your light. Can't we just put it on something bigger?
4: Um. We still have to carry it with us.
0: I just... Um, oh. oh <laughs> I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to point out that we are hunting something that we know nothing about. It obviously can do a good number on folks, and it's getting dark. If we do have light or stone or any kind of thing like that some of us are severely disadvantaged is it wise to hunt this thing
3: is it wise to go after an enemy we have no nothing about well we should at least find what it looks like i mean it's already killed what seven people now yes
2: i'd love to know more about this creature and it has Really caused some trouble for the locals.
4: Yeah, we can't give up. What what if it hurts our friends? It's already killed uh, I mean, probably seven people. What if it goes after Vanessa? I mean, it wasn't that far away from her house.
2: Or the poor orphanage. Alice like covers his head, thinking about
0: what could happen. That's a that's a good point, I guess that I'm just worried for us in this moment then. Sorry, I didn't even think about other people.
3: Well, there's no promise it wouldn't come after us later on anyway. I just don't know why the guards haven't taken care of it yet.
4: Yes. The tracks were there for them to see. Maybe they just don't care. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't care.
3: Are they ignoring it, though? I mean, it's killing... It's already... It's killed some people that were selected by the lottery I'm sure the warden would at least be irritated if something not under her control was doing that.
4: Suppose she figures she has a large enough supply of others to take their place
3: Hmm. all people are limited especially out here.
4: It's true I don't know maybe they're just that inept that they didn't see the tracks or they didn't think to look for them
3: I mean, we found it easily.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: do you think anyone else
2: has come upon this these tracks or you think it's just us at this point?
3: Uh, Klein, will take a look. Does it look like there's any other footsteps? Give me a survival check.
1: Uh, 14. So, Continuing on into the forest, it seems like these tracks are following on their own. I don't see any other footsteps.
2: But it's just if the- we're leaving our footsteps, and they lead away from a murder scene, and no one else has been here,
3: are we implicating ourselves at all? Unless we bring back proof. Although, that would require killing it.
4: If we are going to go, I think we should hurry. Before it gets much later.
1: There is an expectant meow from a bit further into the forest.
3: Kalina looks at the cat, puzzling. Oh, this thing, it's still there. Huh.
2: Um, I'm gonna use Minor Illusion as if I'm still speaking to the animal, and it'll just say "Follow me" in a subtitle above. I was like, "Oh, it says,
0: it says to follow it." I guess you better follow it then. Right, Quan, Quan. What's, that, the, cat? What's the cat's What's cast name again? Quan, Quan. John Car- Carlo. I. John Carlo. He introduced himself as. I'm sorry. A fancy I'm- cat. Fancy cat for fancy times. I guess we better. Go on and get him, then.
1: Following Giancarlo into the forest. This one, it's a small forest. It's not like the larger ones that are beyond the river, or even the ones that are logged. This one is just more like a spit of forest that's larger than a cusp of trees, that divides some of these farmsteads from the hatchery and... The tannery from the poorest part of town and a place most people generally don't like to spend time because of the stench. And as you begin to make your way through this forest, following this cat over log, under, past and around, downed trees, give me some perception
3: check. Five.
4: Oh, no. Thirteen.
3: Eleven
2: for
0: me. Eight. Eighteen for Marcus.
1: So as you're going through, uh, most of you are really focused on following Giancarlo. He's a quick kitten and is playful. He sometimes likes to try and lead you guys through spaces that aren't necessarily the best for you to fit through. Marcus, you do notice that there's a couple spots where Giancarlo seems to stop and he looks down and he seems to be following. And when you look at those spots on the ground, you notice that there's spots where it looks like this creature perhaps is like sat down or has spent some time sitting and waiting or pacing back and forth. And there are other places where there's scratches and claw marks on trees. And then you come to a spot where... There's, like, there's a whole bunch of, of the webbed footprints, but you also notice a couple human ones. If you sort of look around a bit more, you don't see them elsewhere. But there doesn't appear to be any sign of struggle or blood where these prints intermingle. And when the webbed footprints go off in a direction, the human footprints don't go off in another one from this spot.
0: Marcus would stop everyone and say, well, hold up now. Said, we would be wise to take a second and think about something. I just saw human footprints. The cat is going up and stopping in certain places, and there's human footprints going one way, and there's web creatures going with claw marks. Something's not to be using a pun, but something is fishy going on around here.
3: Well, this cat's certainly taking us on a trip.
0: Do you think
2: that this? Ch- Creature perhaps had a multi-species party of some sort, or
0: get together, perhaps. I I don't think it it had tea or that I don't know what. Did it I'm take
4: concerned. the human away with it? Did the footprints, did the human oh. footprints and the web footprints go away together?
3: And are they? Did they? Is there any extra blood? I don't think I noticed anything.
0: I didn't see any blood, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cass, but they do go opposite ways, right? The footprints?
1: There are no human footprints leading away from that spot. Okay. They just appear there.
0: Okay, thank you. Well, maybe I'm wrong. It's it's a little darker out here, but the human footprints don't lead away anywhere. Or maybe they appear.
4: Monster. Picked the human up and carried them off.
0: Possibility. impossibility.
4: We really shouldn't hurry if it has a somebody that is captured.
3: Yeah, and Kalina kind of turns to the cat. If you could kind of get to the end of this at is that how we should talk to this cat? I don't know. It's this kind of. It has a name.
0: It's it's John Carlo. Right. That's the name of the cat. Yeah. Or That's how he introduced himself. Well, you should call him by his name. It's only... Anyway,
3: that's too hard. Can I
2: take a look at the human footprint and kind of investigate it to see if it's like an adult
1: or a child or like if I can tell? Give me an investigation check. Actually, no. uh, Give me a give me a medicine check.
2: Oh, that's a good one for
1: me. <laughs> okay, all right. I uh, leave. Making uh, a survival 13. check. Uh, maybe a survival check might be better.
2: It would be the same. Thirteen.
1: Okay. I have a thir- thirteen. in total. Uh, the human footprint does not look like it's the size of a child. It looks like it might be the size of like. You're unsure if it's male or female, but it's on the large. But the footprint is on the larger side. Most likely an adult. And it does not there there's no boot print or anything. It is a naked f- footprint. Barefoot.
2: The footprint is naked and it is definitely from a, a bigger person, not like a like a like a not one of the orphanage children, thank God. I was nervous. Our
1: poor orphanage.
4: Somebody's running around here with no shoes on? I hate that. Can so we scan like the trees like above where we're standing to see if there's anything weird up there?
1: Sure. Give me a perception check. Twelve? Looking up there, you, you don't notice anything, really, aside from a couple scratches on a few of the branches, but it looks more like perhaps whatever this thing is, somewhere between eight to ten feet tall, or just has really long arms. Great, I think that. Thanks.
3: Oof. Okay, um, so are we... We're still going for this thing, right?
4: Yeah, uh. Let's let's hurry along. Yeah, we better get moving. I think mm-hmm.
0: there's no turning back now. We should be conscious of the fact that maybe like our here this thing, is someone who can change shapes. Might be. I have no idea? A shape changer, like Alice, uh, like me. Yeah. A shape, shape, shape. Well, I don't know. I know what I'm saying. Let's keep going. Let's give you a do I know of any local shape changers besides me? There's probably more than one
1: druid on this island, but most of them, they mm. change into oxen and various animals and usually help out around the farms or manage their own farms. Concerning druids, once druids get to the point where they can, like, say, turn into animals that can shapeshift and swim, generally the prison, even though they're colonist at that point puts a certain kind of collar on them that stops them from being able to actually maintain and swim far enough to get away from the island just to make sure.
2: Thank thank God we're not, like, level four or anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, it doesn't sound like Tabitha Good or Moxie. They wouldn't be out this later changing into or, or killing anyone, I don't think,
0: at least. Maybe, uh... I have ideas. We should go find this thing. We'll, we'll talk about this hopefully later if we all don't die. But yeah, let's get going.
3: <laughs> I'm sure we've gone through worse. Worse than shark people? I would assume elves are just about as dangerous. Or at least the ones I fought anyway. Good point. i tried to forget about that part. All right, let's go.
1: Continuing on following Giancarlo, you eventually break from the tree line. The tracks end at a small bend in the river, a river that flows down from the hills out towards the Christelm Sea. This is the river that actually runs not far from Vanessa's home, and is the river that ultimately runs past Talmar's tannery, emptying it out into the ocean. As you are all looking about, Maya and Marcus... As everyone's starting to look around about, as, as Marcus, as you sort of hold up the rock and you move it around a bit, moving the light a bit around, you note some pink, small little petals scattered around. And then you quickly realize that there appears to be a trail of these pink petals leading down the riverbank.
0: Anybody else see these and they look like petals. Everyone see these pink petals?
4: Yeah, it, it looks like they lead down down the riverbank. No. Maybe we should follow them? But I don't know why a shark person would like
3: flower petals. Kalina looks at them. Do they look intentionally placed? Uh, Oh, yeah. It doesn't They look intentionally placed.
1: The amount of them here, and the fact that you don't see anything growing around here with pink petals, but you also do note, some of them are displaced. It appears that these webbed footprints follow them.
2: Can Alice pick one up and see if he knows what kind of plant this comes from?
1: Yep. I don't even need you to roll. It is a local wild flower that grows. You know that quite often young men will give them to women that they fancy.
2: Hey, um, the f- this is that flower, the one... It's called that, a, like they give the Maiden's Bloom. Everyone, this is Maiden's Bloom.
4: Maybe the shark's in love. Maybe he's trying to impress somebody by murdering everybody. Who would be impressed by that? The warden? Mm. Or maybe all of the people. I don't remember. Maybe there's some... Oh, I'm tick-
3: certainly people be in- killed. impressed. No. Huh. Well, maybe that we could take care of that person, too.
4: Should we follow the petals down to the river?
2: It depends. Are we taking up this shark on on a, on it a date? Is that, like, what this is for?
3: No, we're we're, we're hunting it, Alice. We're trying to kill it. Well, I'm trying to kill Very romantic.
0: I don't know. Nothing like pink petals and weapons and gore to really set the mood.
3: Clayton will, like, grab a handful of the petals and, like, that, does a tunic have pockets? I actually don't know. Does
4: your tunic have pockets?
3: Did Alice make pockets? Yes. Alice is all about functionality. Okay, so Khalid will grab like a handful of the petals and like stuff in the pie. It's like, here, we'll put this after we, we end it. Let's, let's, I guess we'll... I mean, they ain't got anywhere else to go unless you want to go across the river, which that doesn't sound like a good idea.
1: Definitely not. Well, you guys have been talking, Giancarlo has vanished. Likely back into the forest and towards whichever farmstead he stays at. As you follow this trail of flower petals, it brings you down to the riverbank and sort of winds a bit around until it comes to an area where there's sort of a bit of an undercut in the riverbank. And you see a blanket that is weighed down by some rocks and a woven basket that has been knocked over. Food is scattered. What you look upon is perhaps what was meant to be a romantic afternoon or evening, but there are no forms in sight. Though, you do notice a few articles of clothing are scattered about. Male and female. And as you begin to follow these clothing, you note that the footprints do as well. Until you come upon, from a distance, what looks like a white form snagged slightly between
3: two rocks mm. at the water's edge.
1: Oh, we don't like this.
3: Kalina will walk up to it and take a look at it.
1: You look down at the form of Theteran Helsic, a human male who's in his proximate mid-twenties with light, gingery hair. You knew him as a bit of a ladies' man in town. He was definitely one of those men who would quite often take to the most grueling tasks whatever would earn him the most money. Working himself to the bone for weeks on end. Sometime in the mines, sometimes out logging, sometimes doing odd jobs. Just to make as much coin as he could so that he could come back to town for a few weeks
3: of debauchery. Oh, it's Theodon. Not say I'm going to miss him, but... And you said he was, like, snagged between rocks, right? Yes. Uh, no one deserves this. His it... face is sort of... Like, horrified, or...? It's hidden under the water. All right, Clay's going to try and pull the body up to the shore, or onto the riverbank. So as you pull him out, he appears to be
1: mostly in a state of undress and is most assuredly dead. His throat, it appears, has been torn clean open. And his left arm is missing. His expression is a mask of horror.
2: Alice will avert his eyes
0: from the scene. Doesn't seem very romantic.
4: Oh, let's bring him to shore. We'll have to carry him back to town. Look a little further down the river.
3: Wait. Lena will look around. Is there another body? Are you sure we should do that and
1: not leave him here?
4: He deserves to be buried. Cass, did you say there was a, a blanket or something strewn on the ground?
1: Yep, there's a blanket weighted down by rocks.
4: It looks okay. so good it's grab these. that and yeah, try to like drape
1: it over the body. Alice, as you avert your eyes, you notice that out a bit near the a bit further out into the water, about 60 feet out. There is a rock that comes up, sort of dividing the river a little bit. And on it, there is another shape, a white shape. From the distance, it's a bit hard to make out, but you don't know what it is. Alice will
2: kind of turn to everyone and be like, Everyone, there's a form out on the rock over there. Can I try and get a a better look at it?
1: If you went into the water, you could. Oh, don't go in the water, it's
2: okay. <laughs> it hurts me. I don't think Alice would be afraid, though. Yeah, I'll move forward where I can see it. I- I'm kind of
3: like captivated by it. But I did tell everyone, so feel free to stop me, anyone. <laughs> it would just kind of start walking your way, but I think I'm a bit further behind. Alice. Hmm.
4: If we're leaving them here, mm-hmm. Maybe we should just leave them undisturbed.
3: Ugh. I mean, we should bring him at least ashore. That way it's easier when we come back through. Well, the um, guards want we'll to, like, investigate the crime scene and, like.
2: I don't know. I hope. Uh, well, we have this blood on our hands and. I don't know. Are they gonna I'm to just. We? I'm just used to being accused of things.
4: I just don't. Yes, exactly. I don't want them to think that we did it.
3: They're gonna think one of us tore off someone's arm? Oh. I am a shapeshifter.
4: we can't just leave their bodies here we have to at at least tell the guards or something I mean we can't just
2: we should
3: we should absolutely alert the authorities
4: then let's let's do it properly let's let's bring the bodies back with us
3: are we giving up hunting this thing then how far am I into the water at this point like talking back all of this
1: my question for you is would you just be walking or have you started doing a little bit of swimming
2: I would not get to the point of like swimming I don't think
1: you from this distance you think that it's might be the form of a woman and what you thought was a grayish rock underneath it sort of looks a bit red
3: Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Kalina was like kind of already making her way that way Uh, so she's not too far behind Alice
4: should some of us run for the guards?
3: Well, let me get the body first. It's more than an
2: hour's journey, isn't it? It's not like a quick run.
0: Let's not split no.
2: up. No. That's a bad
3: idea.
4: That's- i us get Marcus. I don't think we don't should split, split up. Out. I don't think we should try and get that other body though.
3: I got it. Just give me a few minutes, and then Kalina will kind of start swimming out towards it. Sylvie will try and probably go with Kalina if that's possible.
1: Yep, it is. Uh, I technically-
2: Alex remains waiting.
1: Uh, technically, Sylvie will probably reach the body faster because her normal speed walking speed is faster than Kalina's speed, so swimming will be also faster. You don't need to make any athletics checks. You don't need to roll initiative. You reach the body.
3: And as, and as we're on the way there and Sylvie goes by, she's like, I'll catch up to you. What, uh, I, and she's like trying to make it like keep up with, with Sylvie and failing. Sylvie... As you pull yourself up
1: onto the rock, you recognize the woman that lays here. You're looking at Nike Miros. She's a female human in her early 20s. With a rather soft, almost in some ways thin, black hair. You've always known her to have a smile on her face. You've known her decently. Her husband, Athras has volunteered at the orphanage alongside your party quite often. But it doesn't appear that she was here with him. You notice that on her left arm is the stylized F. The brand that marks her as someone that committed fraud and was exiled here. It's something that normally you know she would keep hidden. She liked to wear always a sleeve that was long enough to cover it, as a way to forget where she was. Perhaps this was just another diversion to try and forget where she was. The rock beneath her is drenched with blood, but there are no wounds on her front. There isn't even a bruise, and it looks like she was laid here, gently.
4: That's really strange. I don't... But she doesn't look
1: injured, not from her front. So he's gonna roll her over. Give me a medicine check. A uh, 17+ 522. Her back is torn open. The cuts are deep. And it appears that the flesh between these cuts has been torn out in strips. With A22, you'll note that the cuts are irregular, almost as if they're made with something serrated. Not like a claw. It appears that the cuts that she died from are three vertical cuts. And a fourth horizontal one running down them. And as you're sort of looking at it, you do note uh, that there's almost looks like there's something stuck slightly in one of the cuts.
4: Can she try and like pull whatever it is that's stuck out of the cut?
1: You pull a tooth out of a cut. But it is a jagged tooth. A tooth like that of a shark. Whew. Wow.
4: Nobody deserves such brutality. I... Wow. Where is Kalina at this point?
1: <laughs> Kalina is probably just arriving at the rock. And there's a couple rocks out here, so you guys are able... You don't need to continuously keep swimming you're able to be climb up onto the rocks and such clearly well
3: who is it
4: it's it's nike um Hmm. boof. she was ripped to pieces i mean look at her back look i found there was a tooth i i think our shark friend was definitely the cause of
3: this huh so he ran his teeth across
4: her That's what it looks like.
3: Theta looks at it, uh, looks at the cuts. Do they look like they were made with a weapon or what would be tooth marks? Give me a medicine check. Uh, 12.
1: You're unsure. Huh, wow. That had to
3: hurt.
4: Yeah, we should not wait here, I think. I think we should grab her body and get back to the others. He's, I mean... We did come out looking for this, I guess.
3: Come in here, like, grass like All right, uh, I'll get the left arm. You want to get the right one? All right, let's go.
2: Whilst this is happening, Alice has been, like, waiting in the water. And I just want to make it clear, he's been watching the water as well to make sure there isn't anything coming for his friends who are having their crime lab in the middle of the ocean right now.
1: It's just in the river, middle of the river. Don't worry. Right river. It's, it's river, it's not that that, ocean. You're not that close <laughs> to the ocean you have not noticed anything. To be honest, where previously the forest seemed to be a lot more quiet, you as if, say, a predator was moving through it, the sounds of the fo- forest and of it waking up for the night are beginning. And your companions arrive back on the banks. Oh, that was a workout.
4: Yeah, I didn't really expect to go for a an late night swim, but Eh,
3: could be worse. Um, so we're just taking these back, then?
4: Or are we leaving them and going to get the guards? Are there more footsteps, or have we run
1: out of footsteps? The webbed footprints go into the water. And they do not appear to come back out of the water, at least on this side, or at this point at the river.
4: I think we should take the bodies back with us.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean... No sense in leaving them here to get eaten by who knows what out here. Agreed. We'll bring them to the
2: guards and explain where they were found, I guess, the best that we can.
4: Surely with nine murders, they'll believe it wasn't us. I hope so. Did you show us the shark tooth? Oh, also, I found this wedged in her back. Um, more evidence that we didn't do it, but what a way to go.
1: That's not how I choose to go. Anyone that is looking at the shark tooth, can you please give me an investigation check?
3: Sure. Clean is not really looking for anything. 20 was down in there right now. <laughs> Five.
2: I have a dirty 20. 16.
1: I'm first going to describe what Alice notices. Maya, you also noticed this, and then I'll give you one more detail. So Alice, looking at it, you notice that the way that the tooth is at its back looks like it's been broken off of something. You know that there should be a little bit more of the tooth continuing. As if this broke off, and when a tooth falls out of a mouth, even when it gets stuck in something, it comes out with the rest of it. This isn't a whole tooth. Maya, you notice a little bit of almost like a a resinous sort of discoloration at one edge at the, near the bottom of the tooth as if it was maybe had this had been glued to into something or part of something but what you don't know okay
4: i mean this is already horrible and i i don't want to make it any more horrible but there's something not right about this tooth it looks like maybe it used to be glued the bottom was glued onto something, like maybe somebody made a, a tooth weapon, and I don't know. I don't want to know who would wield the tooth weapon. I really, really don't.
2: With my knowledge of adhesives for like clothing, would I be more familiar with this substance up close or?
1: With it pointed out, this is definitely some kind of adhesive, but as you're sort of like looking at it and sniffing at it, even maybe you taste mm-hmm. it. It's Probably. not one you're familiar with, which might mean that maybe it's created from something local that you haven't worked with before, or it's something that wasn't around when Beg Hilda, when that was going on.
3: Right,
2: right, right, right. Noted.
3: Well, it would make a very good weapon.
4: Shall we bring them back to town? Maybe if we put them on the blanket and we each take a side, we can carry them?
3: Is that blanket going to hold both of the bodies?
4: Um,
2: Hold on, hold on. I will uh, use one of my wild shapes to turn into a riding horse. So they can just, like, sling the bodies over me and I'll just ride into town. The way this looks is like alice kind of all of a sudden like appears to be like that liquid reflective texture that you see like in in his eyes most of the time and that kind of like forms into like one little clump and then like extends out into a pale riding horse so he'll just be like <laughs> and like motion for them to throw them on onto his back
3: <laughs> oh that never gets old to see Uh, guess we can put the blanket over Alice, and then just put the bodies over that.
1: (laughs) You wrap the bodies in the blanket, and you put that over Alice. You know you guys are going to need to have at least one of you on either side to make sure they don't fall off. But with that, you can make your way back and into town. Are you going to do anything on, on your way back? Is there any specific route you're planning to take, or anything like that?
4: Maya is very tense, whether it's a shark person or probably worse, somebody pretending to be a shark person with some kind of creepy tooth weapon. Maya is like got a prayer ready as if she were holding an arrow on a string. So she's just very quietly under her breath muttering, Lord of flame and blood, Lord of flame and blood. And she's just like, she's ready. She's ready to cast Guiding Bolt. At any moment,
3: yeah, clean will be on one side of the horse, keeping the bodies up there. Could I do a quick check to
0: see if anything is watching us or anyone is watching us?
3: Do you want to
1: try and scout a bit around?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I just want to make sure that we're not being watched. Be okay. to set up.
1: Give me a perception check and tell me where you're going to be looking. Like uh, where are you? what vantage point are you using?
0: That is a twenty four and I'm just looking around because the forest is near us, right That's yeah see if anything is in the forest or or near us like just kind of within
1: so looking across the river. As it's getting darker, you can't really see that much over there. So unless whatever is, if something's over there and has superior dark vision, it likely could see you. But as you go up and you sort of check the forest that you've already come through a little bit, you don't notice anyone there. It doesn't appear that anyone's watching you or that you seem to be, from your perspective, being set up. Okay. With that, you guys begin to make your way back to town. And as you arrive back near the town square, mostly ignoring the closed shops around you and there is almost no one out, a bit of that mist and that fog has come in from the sea, giving a bit of a spooky chill to the air. Are you going to knock on the guard house door?
4: Yep. If nobody else goes forward, Maya will go and do it.
2: I can't talk as a horse.
3: Fat, <laughs> <laughs> you just sits next to the buddies. Oh. Says we would probably walk up with Maya. Thank you. You knock on the
1: door, and it opens. Luckily for you, the door opens, and the face that looks out at you is a guard by the name of Mikalo. His similar to Timaeus, I, you know him to be a bit more of a kinder guard. He's always one that actually listens to you guys. And he's generally almost always been posted in the town. Very rarely up at the prison. And he quite often is the kind of guard. He's the one that will check in on some of the elderly people.
4: Mm -hmm. Oh, Miklo. I'm glad it's you. We have something horrible to
1: report. Miss Valletta, Miss Antias, what are you doing out so late?
4: Well, we were walking Vanessa home because we were concerned about her safety and on the way back we we saw what had happened at Lycurgus Lilio's house and um, Alice found some tracks so we decided to track it it led us to the riverbed and we found we found Thedrin and Nake in the river they're both, we brought them back, they're both dead
1: he sort of pales a bit and his eyes go wide. Uh, I just had him do an insight check and he got a nat 20. So he believes you guys. Yeah. doesn't think you're lying. Yay. you good. Yeah. <laughs> <What's> up, <Matt? laughs> he very quickly begins to ask you questions. He, he asks you to come in to, to, and to, to bring the bodies and he gets a couple of his men. He's also a bit more of a higher rank than some of the other guards in town and it seems like he's in charge possibly for the night shift tonight. So, it was quite lucky for you guys. And mm-hmm. As he, as the bodies get brought in and laying out in one of the rooms, it's a bit more of a cellar-like room, Mikolo sends out a runner to go up to the prison for one of the prison surgeons who also will act as a coroner. Mm. He, he thanks you. He does say to... After he takes your statements from each of you, to make sure that you don't go one like don't go wandering off, and make sure you're always traveling in groups, and mm. uh, make sure you stay close to home. The the he wouldn't be surprised if the warden had questions. Ah. Uh, of course she would. Do you give him the uh, tooth?
4: No, not unless he makes me.
1: Do you tell him about the tooth?
4: No, not unless somebody else mentions it. Maya d- doesn't. Unless we discussed it on the way back, I don't think Maya would know that we were thinking of keeping that information back. Because she now is like, is it a shark person or is it somebody pretending to be a shark person?
2: Alice also would be very blunt and factual. Like it would just kind of like come out in his his chronological retelling of events that were blunt
3: unless he was told not to. Uh, 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 Kalina wouldn't mention it thinking it wasn't important.
4: Maya would really stress the resin on
1: the tooth. He takes all that down. He logs the, he takes the tooth and puts it into a lockbox. And can I have perception checks from each of you? I got an 18. 15.
4: 15.
2: I got an 18 plus one. I
0: got a 23. 19 for me.
1: So the lowest was 15? Yeah. So while you're inside, you uh, there's a couple things that anyone that got above a 20 notices. The first thing is that when you are down bringing, helping bring the bodies down, there are actually 10 bodies with Nike uh, 11 bodies with Nike and Theteran added to this group, laying out, down in this cellar space. Which is more than you would have expected. You also hear a couple things. There's concern about what being talked about above. And you hear the name Coro Uralis and
3: Aristides Elysio. Names of individuals that are dead. Sorry to interrupt, Cass. Is that for only the people that rolled 20 or higher? Heard the names?
1: Sorry, I should have said anyone that got an 18 or higher, also heard these names. So 20, 20 got the noticed more of the numbers, 18 noticed this, and 20 also noticed this. And then, for those that got 15, hear a snatch of the conversation that two of the guards are having about something that catches your ear that is a bit concerning. And they say that one of them says that they haven't seen uh, Timaeus, that like, he hasn't shown up for work for the past couple days. And they're wondering when they're going to send out some kind of, perhaps, uh, search party to find him. Because when a guard goes missing, the warden is, and the guards are quick, are generally very quick. But at the moment, it seems like some people have heard the scene, said that they've seen Timaeus around, but that maybe he's sick. That they just they haven't been able to get in touch with him and he hasn't shown up for his more recent shifts. And the thing to note is Timaeus is the nice other nice guard mm-hmm. that you guys have had interactions with in the past that you generally like.
4: Do we hear that before or after statements are being taken?
1: Probably you hear it some of you might hear it while the statements are being taken.
4: Maya would try to get a quiet word with Michaelo before they leave, whether it's while her statement's being taken or as they're saying their goodbyes. I don't know which. It's better or maybe it doesn't matter. But Maya would just say, I haven't seen Timaeus around. Is he all right?
1: Might be sick. I haven't seen him around either.
4: Oh, well, uh, maybe
1: we'll bring him some soup. I'm sure he'd like that.
3: Tearing her statement, Kalina would ask, "Oh God, what's uh, Maceo? What are the guards doing to have let so many die?"
1: We're looking into it. There's, we were going to go out and look at the more of the the scene
3: tomorrow at Lycurgus's. It was horrific. Uh, yeah, we were there too. How long has this been going on?
1: He seems like he's about to answer, but then you notice that there are a couple of guards also nearby. And he sort of glances over his shoulder, sees them, and and basically is clams up a little bit. It's all right.
3: Sorry, I asked. Be safe. Make sure you travel in groups and don't go out after dark. She will twirl her hunter's eyes like, eh, this toothpick will protect me. And she'll put it back in the sheet as she walks away.
1: And with that, you can continue back to your farmstead. Or... If you want, you can look around the town square, such as at the lottery list that is posted on the large board by the door of the guardhouse.
4: Maya would want to take a quick look at the list, just to confirm her suspicions.
3: Clana would just be looking to see if there's any more eyes that have been marked across. Name, word, letters, things that look like letters.
1: can all the names on the list. At the end of the first session, I popped a copy of the lottery list into the Murstwall group backstory. You can find all the names there.
4: Oh, that's why I can't find it. Nike, Koro, Aristides, Lycurgus. yep. Oh, interesting. What's that? I don't know if you guys noticed, but it starts at number at, at here on the list with Croquetta and then... It just, it, it goes down to Nike, but, like, it goes in order.
3: could that just be a coincidence? Maybe. Is it all of them? Like, all of the bodies that were in there are on this list?
4: Mm, no, I think, um... Teteran How many bodies not, were there? Teteran's not on the list. Hmm.
3: And you see Kalita, like, try to read the letters, and then pretending that she acknowledge like she kind of like shakes her head a little bit like in a great because like "Mm -hmm. yep they're here
0: who's the next one on the list though
4: Bartolomeo (gasps) Frostinus and then Vanessa
0: okay I got an idea yes anybody wants to hear it yes let's say this is coincidence and that's alright I guess that's not alright people murder, but could be chance, but what if Maya's right? What if it's not a coincidence? And this thing is, or someone impersonating this thing is killing people in order.
3: Think it's why? Why would they do it? What's what's the point?
0: Less people on the ship,
2: Marcus. Are you saying that this creature can
0: read well? I don't know if it can read, but that's a few theories we got going on. One, this person is a shapeshifter. Two, this person or thing is some sort of creature from who knows where or what number I'm on? Is it three, two, three? Right. Um three is that this person or this thing is an impersonation of someone. Someone is making it look like someone is killing these people with shark teeth or whatever. I don't really know why they do that, but it's just a running theory I got going on in my head. And yeah, looks like almost 11 people did by this thing. It's. And.
4: The fact that that tooth had resin on it and that. All of these people have died, well, in order? We saw them take Lycurgus' like, body, and then we followed the footsteps and found Nike. Maybe, maybe the reason that Deteran was killed but wasn't on the list is just because he was with her. Maybe he was just a witness.
0: It's possible. Where does, uh... Who's named Bartolomeo? Mhm. Where where did they live?
1: Cats in the hatchery. Do any of us know that or give me a d20. And this is for the entire just I have bad zoos for all of you. <laughs> I
4: <laughs> roll a 1.
0: Okay.
4: I have never <laughs>
1: heard of this person in my life. Are they even a colonist? <laughs> Oh, no, no. So so you you have heard of this person. You just know that there's maybe between 8 to 42 different places that he probably would be?
4: Oh, no fixed address?
1: No fixed address. Great. He spends a lot of his time drinking.
3: So, how, hold on. So, okay, Cass, uh, would we remember how many days the rumors started? Like how many days ago? A day or two after the announcement. Oh, wow, so they've been going on for a while.
4: Well, we're up to 11, and it has been nine days since the announcement, so it's more than one day-ish. Maybe we should invite Vanessa to spend a couple of nights with us to just, I just he I like get of the mouth.
2: I think that's a great idea, and I think we should stay over at Vanessa's.
3: Yeah, I was going to go with (laughs) what Alan said we should stay over there.
4: House? (laughs) What, for all seven of us?
3: Yeah, we should.
4: Uh, Well. wouldn't she be more comfortable at our place?
2: She should stay at our place, but we should stay at
3: her place. Like a bamboozle.
4: And leave her by herself?
3: We should keep a watch. See if we can catch this thing. I mean, if it's a person. Wouldn't
4: it be better to stay close to each other? It is like an hour each way. So if something happens it's not like well, we can't just jump in and save anybody who we left it. Yeah. And and Nyka wasn't killed at home, so it's not like it's fixated on a location.
3: But then how does it know where they are? So if it, if it doesn't matter where, then it doesn't matter which place they stay, whether at Vanessa's or at our place.
4: Right, I don't I don't think it matters where but I think it matters where in that we'd all be more comfortable in a larger space but I don't think it'll matter to whoever's killing people where
3: she is so how do we keep them safe if if the theory if what Marcus is saying is correct what are we gonna what if ends up being a shark person
4: we need to stick together as much as possible and make sure that we Keep watch over Vanessa. I don't know if there's anything we can do about Cortelmeo I don't even know where to find him. hopefully the guards will be looking for him already surely if we've noticed the pattern they will have noticed
3: you think the rats are that smart I mean look how long they've already let these murders go on like the I had not even met right were practice. very
2: smart. they had a great vocabulary and they were
3: really helpful. Talking about the guards, Alice. Oh, oh, sorry.
4: Perhaps, I don't, should we go get Vanessa now or should, can we, I I don't think I'll be able to sleep if we just go home and leave her.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of worried about her now.
4: She'd probably be fine given that another murder just happened and there's somebody on the list before her, but I don't want to take that chance.
2: We shouldn't wake her. We should just hide around, like, her house in, like,
3: the bushes or something. You want to set up an ambush? If they come tonight.
4: That's a good idea.
3: I mean, I'm for it. I like it.
4: Yeah, we might as well at least head that way and we'll decide if we want to try and get some sleep or if we just want to stand guard.
3: Nah, we definitely should at least do a rotating watch. I mean, if we think something's going to attack her. Mm Mm-hmm. We can't just fall asleep there.
4: I agree, Kalina. We could take it in turns to get a little sleep before we have to return to our work tomorrow. There's still a lot to do for the
1: warden. So is your group going to return to Vanessa Halling's Ford's abode? Yes.
2: It seems so. Yeah, you know her landscape? Like, maybe a tree or a shrub?
1: You head back to Vanessa's and you begin to take up watches around it. So, your vigil. Let's call it that. How are you guys arranging your watches?
2: There are a couple bushes. Guys, can we, like, tree this? Like, can we all get in a tree?
1: (laughs) There are a couple bushes around Vanessa's home. There are a couple trees as well. There's even one tree that might be able to hold all of you. You had at one point planned to perhaps make a treehouse or a fort for Buttercup in it later when she was older. Ugh, sad day. A day that oh, no. sadly won't happen.
4: No, it's going to be even better because we're all going to be free and she's not going to have to grow up on this prison island. It's gonna yeah, be we great. can make her better better than a better treehouse. Yeah.
2: Like a really luxurious colonist treehouse.
4: house. Freedom house. Outside the colony.
3: Unless we all die.
4: No, that's not going to happen.
3: Or they die.
4: Definitely not going to happen.
3: I mean, 11 people have died already.
0: (laughs) I suppose Marcus would, being that he's kind of skilled in these kind of endeavors, would probably know the best place to hide. So I think that he would try to be in the best tree that could be easily climbed that would make the most sense tactically.
1: Well, considering Marcus's passive stealth of 18, I would assume that he would also know pretty well.
4: Do you help hide all of us and then go hide yourself?
0: I I could definitely help everyone hide if they want.
4: I mean, you don't know want us screwing up your ability to be stealthy.
0: Yeah, I guess Marcus said. All right, everyone who needs help with their plans, or who needs who needs a second opinion, who needs a consultation?
4: That's if- me. Is this shrub good? Maya kind of like looks at one that would sort of hide her, but I mean, not really.
0: Where are these shrubs and trees? with correlation to the house? Is it like behind the house? Is it next to the house, or?
1: They're sort of scattered all around. A couple of them are some berry bushes closer to the house that she's grown up pretty big. And then there's one larger tree near the front of the house. And then there's another larger tree near like the back opposite corner of the house. And I should note, there is no light coming from the house, but the door is
0: closed and none of the
1: windows appear to have been broken.
4: I can take the tree in the back of the house if you want.
0: Essentially, what we gotta think about is if something happens, where are we gonna be when it goes well,
4: down? Well, I move fast, so
0: I mean, it's anybody—very true, very true. Yes, yes. I could be pretty hidden from a distance. I got my bow anyway. Um, Kalina, I think you're the only one who can go dosy do with uh, something hand to hand. Is that right? Or
3: I mean, Sylvie's just a skill. Actually, probably more skilled than I am. Right,
0: right. But she's fast, so she can just come up and flank him pretty well.
3: I shouldn't be too close. Yeah, you know, I'll need to be. Yeah, I'll need to be a little close. Maya, come with me to the tree house. It'll be great.
4: Okay, Alice.
0: Great. So, I guess Kalina, where where do you want to be in relation? Do you want to be closest in the bushes, or you want to be? Kind of on the side with me, or how do you want to do it?
3: You tell me what you think's best. I'm not really kind of good at the uh, ambush side of combat.
0: Right. Well, the best thing to do would be to have a quick response, but then have someone be able to flank and provide assistance on the rear if necessary. So, I think that we'll stick on the two sides of the house. And... We'll get a clear line of shot, and if anything happens, so we can rush in, and the rest of us can follow us just fast. If not as, maybe not as fast as her. She's pretty fast, but how does that sound to everyone? I don't want to make decisions for everybody, so.
4: Oh, sounds good to me. I. It was.
2: You what? You? I said I. Oh, loud.
4: oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I thought
0: you were a little bit. Can I bring oh, one not? on
2: three? I on three, if you agree. All right, one, two, two, three. I, three.
0: All right. That's good. Lena just nods. <laughs> we have alerted the enemy if they're anywhere nearby. <laughs> so, uh, no, okay. I imagine us like, whispering, like, ah. like All right. One, two, ah,
1: three. Eye, I- eye, I'll get you, moon people!
3: Oh, there's more. What the hell? And the Mona Lisa, like, instantly, it's like, person. Sh- f- <laughs> literally pulls out the, the knives and just kind of, like, looks in the direction of the loud screaming. <laughs> you, it's- as all of you
1: spin to sort of look in that direction, the road a bit farther up from Vanessa's homestead, you can see that a bit of moonlight is falling down onto it, and... And you can see Old Man Longstep standing on a, what, like a fence pole, almost perched like a rooster, staring up at the moon, cursing it. I'll get you, moon people. They'll believe me this time. You're attacking again, just like 70 years ago. Just like when you attacked all of us back then. But we'll get you. We'll stop you, Moon people! What the
0: <gasps> hell what, what the hell is Longstep
3: doing out here? Well,
1: I mean and then you see him sort of balance as he sort of like walks along to the next post and then starts yelling at the moon again.
4: Okay, I think he's making a good distraction, and we'll keep an eye on him in case anybody decides to take him out. Uh but otherwise this is probably a good time for us to slip into our hiding spots.
3: Quilla mean, is slightly
2: irritated. Yeah. His <laughs> screeching will cover our footfall.
1: Exactly. Huh. With the diversion offered by old man Longstep, can I have stealth checks from each of you? Uh-oh. With advantage. <laughs> um, yeah. And I would also like to note so, Filvy. You remember from a, a couple days ago. Back when you were talking with Petra, she'd talked about her wife. She'd made reference to her being murdered 70 years ago. Hmm.
4: I do remember that.
3: Oh, well, thank God. you. Advantage. I got a 23. 18. <laughs> oh,
4: man. 14. It's all long stuff.
2: <laughs> I got a natural 20. This is my second one
0: today
4: and mm, your dice are hot
0: yeah they you go like a natural. Natural. Oh. oh yes so i got a 28
2: <laughs> i guess to rationalize it for alice i i will use like minor illusion once he and maya are in the treehouse to like make like a bush appear around him even though they're in the treehouse nice. like still stealthy for like the two of them i guess
4: Maya only got a 15, so you probably had to help rep into the tree as she made some scrambling
1: noises. And with that, each of you is able to hide yourselves away. And the evening will begin to progress. How are you guys doing watches? Since I noticed you didn't necessarily discuss that.
3: Oh no. Kalina will stay up through the whole entire night.
4: Uh, I guess Maya and then Alice can spell each other off.
3: Yeah, let's do it
4: a couple hours.
2: So do you want to start or should I start?
4: Um, Maya would
1: start.
2: Okay. I will go after Maya.
1: Okay. The only person that is asleep is uh, Alice, right? Yes? Yes. I think so. While I let Disco read what I've sent him over Discord, I thought I would let the listeners know that over the next few scenes, there will be various dreams and such that each player will be reading. I've given these dreams to each player individually, and unless there is a reason for me to read them out, I have not done so. So, please wait until the end of the episode. I will read each of the dreams out before the bloopers. That way, the listeners as well will be in the.
0: That's not ominous.
1: Not even a little bit. The rest of you watch as Old Man Longstep makes his way along the fence posts, hopping from post to post, sometimes making strange animal sounds, sometimes cursing the moon, mostly talking about how he'll stop them this time. This time their killings won't be covered up like the last time. That these moon people won't win. They won't invade. The age of the moon will not begin. But eventually, he gets out of shouting distance. And the night continues. It's rather cold, and it's a bit damp, with some of the fog that has rolled in. And... Can I have... Constitution checks from each of you? For keeping yourselves awake. Maya because you and and Alice are going to actually spell off I won't need one from you.
4: Oh, okay.
0: okay. Ugh. I got a 12.
4: Got a 14.
0: I got a 15.
4: Alice, you awaken.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> are you going to switch off with Maya?
2: Oh, yes. I will absolutely live my sleep.
1: Oh,
4: thanks, Alice. Tomorrow's gonna be rough at the general store.
2: I imagine so.
4: Did you have a good sleep? How did you manage to not fall out of the tree?
2: Well, I guess I just have good balance. I don't move a lot while I sleep. Ah, uh, Kind of like an inanimate object a little bit. But, yeah, my sleep was great. I had a great sleep. Oh, great, great sleep. Good Mm hmm.
4: My balance yeah. isn't so good. Maybe, you know,
1: don't fall out of the tree.
2: Oh, of course not. Of course not.
1: Thanks, Alan. Good night.
2: Sweet dreams.
1: Allie, I have popped something into Discord for you now. Uh oh. And now, did I hear that the lowest was a
3: 12? Yeah, that was me. At a 12.
1: And then a 14 for Sylvie. And a 15. For Marcus. You struggle to keep yourselves awake. And, Kalina, you eventually start to fall asleep. It's a few hours before dawn. And sleep just seems to pull you under. Like an all-consuming time. An hour, perhaps, before dawn. Exhaustion takes you, Sylvie. And it is just as the first rays of dawn are breaking that, Marcus, you briefly fall asleep. You fall asleep, and for a brief moment you dream and then are suddenly awake again. Nothing has happened this night. But only Alice and Maya have had any sleep at all. But for Alice and Maya, this rest will only count as a short rest due to the nature of the dreams that you have had. Mm. But dawn has broken. And all of you have received something.
4: Maya probably wakes up gasping and, like, clutches at Alice. I... Oh. I had... I had the worst dream. I had the worst dream.
2: Did you? Alice is clearly, like, intrigued and, like, staring for more of a
0: explanation.
4: Oh, I think it was... Oh, just probably just... All of this with the the murders. I, I dreamt that I... It was like... It was like that time that the ship I was on wrecked and I almost drowned and I, I made it to the shore, but it was it was so dark in the dream and and then I didn't think I was gonna make it and and then the shark thing was in my dream, it was chasing me. There there was something even worse than the shark thing chasing it.
2: My if there's anything that I've learned, it's that the visions that come to you always mean something. So... don't just... pawn them off as... delusions. Because some delusions are more real than you imagine. Hmm. But on that note... this is very curious. Because I seem to have had... the same dream. And while I... am known... to reflect the emotions of others as well as uh, including uh, creatures. That's besides the point. I've have I guess on that note, have I heard of any type of like shared dream phenomena before?
1: <laughs> you definitely know when you served Big Hilda that she would sometimes send dreams and sometimes she'd send mm-hmm. dreams to multiple people but that is not what your dream felt like. Your dream didn't feel like someone inviting you into a space to talk, but it could have been some kind of darker sending. Some kind of nightmare, perhaps.
2: There are histories of dark sendings. Like the one we received, we should absolutely take it with caution and tell the others.
4: Are you saying you you dropped the same thing I did?
2: I I am saying that, yes. I promise I'm not lying.
4: Well, oh no, Alice, I, I believe you. That's just... Nothing like that has ever happened to me before, and that's just makes all of this so much worse. Something is
2: there are dark forces at hand. Yes, Maya.
1: May protect us. Sylvie, Kalina, both of you awaken at the exact same time
3: from your nightmare. We're separated, right? Like, none of us are near someone else. Sylvie is in a tree
1: near the back of the house, and you're in a bush on one side of the house. Perhaps you're even on the side closer to Sylvie.
3: Kalina will instinctively, like, dash, like, scream, like, you guys will hear her, like, scream, like, as if something was, like, chasing her. And then, like, stab forward with, like, her dagger just out of instinct to just feel it. and I don't know if anyone could do anything this. Probably Alice and Maya.
4: I mean, and as soon as Maya hears the scream, she's going to think shark people are attacking and is going to, like, launch herself out of the tree towards towards the, wherever the scream came from, so towards Kalina.
2: Alice follows.
4: So Sylvie would probably wake up gasping, kind of like Maya had, and as she hears Kalina make a noise, she would drop out of the tree, still sort of dazed and head in Kalina's direction.
0: Marcus would hear everything and jump down and rush over as well.
1: So you all rush over to Kalina who is has drawn her dagger and is basically pointing at thin air gasping.
3: What is it? Where? where? Kalina? hell was I thought
0: I Kalina was wrong.
3: I, 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 I thought I thought I saw it monster and I was passed underwater. And she, you see her like kind of like fleeing the dragon down. She like puts her other hand on her chest like huh. What the hell? I, I. And she just kind of stammering like she, she, she looks like she's just distraught.
4: Maya's gonna look at Alice and then back at Kalina and say you felt like you were gonna drown and then like you were being pursued by shirk thing and then something worse
3: yeah how'd you know
2: can Alice extend his hands out and he'll be like did it look like this and can I use my minor illusion to make like a mirror appear like before my open palms to play the dream that I saw for the whole group
1: ah interesting idea. Hmm. Give me an Arcana check. I am open to you doing this.
0: That is a
2: 19 plus 5. And I used a different dice. I switched the dice. (laughs) 19 plus 6, rather. I am on fire. Oh my
1: god. So, I will allow it. And why don't you read your dream? Only Okay. If you would prefer I read it, I can also do that, but...
2: That would be cool.
1: Okay, I, I will read do it this then. Now, this voice. As the mirror begins to take shape, and an image begins to form in it, your dreams are as black as the ink of an octopus. A line of white flicks across the blackness of the ocean, temporarily blinding you as it passes. Another wave crushes down over you, tumbling you, tossing you. What is up? What is down? You cannot tell. Fear grips you. Primal fear. You rise to barely gasp a partial lungful of air before another wave smashes you down into the depths that wish to claim you as their own. The light flicks across the water again, separating the blackness for a brief moment before another wave crashes down over you. You strike something hard and cling to it, dragging yourself up onto what feels like a rock. Barnacles and clams biting and cutting into your flesh as another wave crushes you against the rock. Your hands find purchase on its slippery stone. Your limbs cry out in exhaustion and agony as you drag yourself upwards. After what seems like an eternity, you pull yourself onto the rock... A bed of slippery seaweed tangling across the rock's surface. The light flicks across the water, and to the east, the horizon brightens as the barest sliver of soul breaches the night. As light crawls across where you lay, you slowly turn your head. You can see it. It's there in the distance, a dark shape in the water coming towards you. The light flicks across the water. In its wake, the water churns as the shape closes in on you. It can smell your blood. But as it closes in, the water surges. Something larger trails it. Something greater. The predator is but prey to this power. You are all prey to it. The water breaks, parting as teeth move towards you. The light flicks across the now red water. One last time.
2: And as the water turns red in the mirror, you guys slowly see as the mirror cracks and it doesn't break, but it kind of crumbles. The illusion like crumbles and fades away. And behind it, Alice's eyes, which are now completely that reflective liquid mirror surface, look like they're in pain from what he's experienced putting forward. And then they slowly retreat back into his normal eyes as he, like, takes hold of himself again. Now you've all seen it.
4: Are you all right?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, totally fine. Yeah. How...
3: It's... Kalina, how are you? Uh, that shadow looked exactly the same and the thing behind it, yeah. But my dream was brighter and much more painful. Um... I felt like I was being dragged, and I saw light divide the darkness. That was some of the differences, but whatever that thing is, definitely looks the same.
4: Mine had light flicking across the water, like like a lighthouse, like a like a periodic flash.
3: I also heard laughter. Something laughing. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the thing or the bigger thing. It was terrifying. I
4: heard that in my dream also. Did we all have a dream like that? Mm, that No. No.
0: My dream was... My dream is a little bit different than all that. It's, uh... I don't have to get into the specifics of it, but it's... It's interesting, to say the least.
3: That's... Terrifying that we all have the similar dreams. But we all saw the... Shadows. Right?
2: Yes. The... The big
0: fish.
4: Marcus, was your dream like ours at all?
0: Well, I was, I was in a forest, with trees and things like that. It's hot. It's hotter than I've almost ever been. There's all kinds of hooting, and hollering, things of the night. I had this scabbard. It's, it's, it had a blade in it. It was got all kind of waves and things on it. Something was wrong though everything went quiet and silence it's like something that entered entered in the forest and everything went started to go black rot started to consume everything in the blackness then darkness came in and started sweeping in tendrils of Kind of like a snake across the ground it's consuming everything even the earth all of a sudden a woman a flash of light appears same between me and then the dark she was holding the blade of some sort the darkness went away but I don't know if anyone else saw what this looked like but I saw a face it was like that a hammerhead shark but it was like raw flesh muscle dripping blood it had four mouths it was terrified she said something at the end of it that made me Curious," she said. "I'll protect your dreams this night, but consume something that was about to consume all that I hold dear." Said I had to seek her on the shores of at Sadkin. I think that's what it was. I've never heard of such a place. I'm not sure. I didn't mean to go on for a long time, y'all. I'm sorry, it just a so real.
4: Atsakan is the continent through the mist's wall. Would we know that?
1: Yep. The governor has even stated that in the lottery. Those that will go to the shores of fabled Atsakan.
3: Well, that's where we're going. Oh, that's right. That is where...
4: Right, yeah. Well...
3: That is like, We'll
4: probably get there assuming we make it through the mist
3: and not die to whatever's hunting everything. Alice. Mm.
4: You said the dream could be not like not a dream but a sending. Could somebody have stopped it for Marcus so he didn't get the same dream?
2: All magic is conquerable by more powerful magic.
4: Huh. There is definitely more going on here than, than, more than I've- Things are really strange. Oh, also, last night when Old Man Longstep started talking, it reminded me, I forgot, but the other week Petra told me that her wife, she was murdered about 70 years ago, so I think, I think whatever's happening has happened before. I think Old Man Longstep wasn't making that up. I mean, it's probably not moon people, but...
0: Did she say how she was murdered?
4: On the way back home from work, she didn't... She said it was awful, but she didn't give me many details, Petra. She ended up in a fit after that. I didn't want to ask too many questions. She said that the murderer had been caught and that she saw him hang, but he wouldn't burn. I don't know what that means, but that's what she said. Sounds like we have some information.
3: So, before we lose too much track, uh, did anything happen last night? Somehow I dozed off.
4: Nothing happened while I was awake. Alice, did anything happen?
2: So Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm just a little bit distracted. What, what was your question?
4: Oh, Kalina wanted to know if anything happened in the night, and I said nothing happened while I was awake, but did anything happen while you were watching?
0: No. Nothing happened. I didn't see anything either besides step. scaring the tar out of the middle
4: Well, maybe we should collect Vanessa and Better Cup. I, I'm going to have to be at work soon. Yeah, I think I'm going to go home and take a nap afterward out of here. But we should walk Vanessa into town so she can do whatever she does.
3: Are we having her stay the night at our place?
4: Yes, I think so. I mean, just
2: theoretically, should we stay the night at hers with her there? Like, if... I I don't want my sheep getting eaten by any shark people
3: who come to the house.
2: Can we do that?
3: I don't want another dream like that. I would rather not be in this area. I'd say have her come to our place.
4: Maybe, Alice, you can set them to graze a little farther from the house than usual. If it comes from the river it won't be going past the sheep on the way to our house, so
2: I certainly hope not. And if it does, it will have to face my wrath.
4: Okay, let's let's get Vanessa and buttercup and get on
3: the I didn't terrify terrify her. Sorry about sorry about screaming
4: Hopefully not. It's okay, your dream sounds like it was even worse than mine. As
1: you are saying that, the shutters above where Kalina's hiding place come open, and a pan swings down suddenly and sharply. Kalina, how far have you moved from the, away from your hiding spot? I have not moved at all. She's really bad at hitting things. She very definitely misses you, but... There's a wild-eyed Vanessa, clutching Buttercup in one arm and with a frying pan in the other. Who, as she throws, like kicks the window open, screams, slamming right next to Kalina's head. And then she pauses, sees all of you, and goes, "Hi, <laughs> morning, what Vanessa. Are you doing here?
2: Hanging around? Just
1: uh." Keeping...
2: Good morning, Vanessa.
1: Watch, you know?
2: We're so sorry for intruding.
1: She brings the pan back up and sort of looks at it, dusts it off a bit on her apron and goes, are you here for breakfast? I, I, I don't remember inviting you over. And you see her sort of wander a little bit back in over towards a stove.
3: Good, uh, good swing, although next time make sure you hit what you're aiming for. Then um, the clan will get up and kind of walk towards the rest of the group and <laughs> just kind of like... Uh.
4: Cass, how late am I going to be for
1: work? Well, do you have any days off?
4: I mean, I feel like right now, probably not. I don't know. I'm imagining that everybody's kind of going pretty full tilt, trying to meet some slightly unreasonable demands from the warden.
1: At the moment, you're probably going to be about, like, you might make work on time if you leave immediately.
4: Okay, guys, can I... Can I leave you to round up Vanessa? I'm gonna be late for work.
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll explain
2: everything to her. Yeah, we'll do it very gently, like you would.
4: Oh, thanks, Alice. You guys will be great. I'll, um, I'll see you tonight.
0: Go ahead. Right, be safe, please. Oh, I will.
1: Maya's gonna take off at
0: a bit of a jog.
1: Uh, with you taking off at a bit of a jog, you will arrive before, just like just as the shop should be opening.
4: Oh, good keep a few minutes later than she would like, but nothing disastrous.
1: Nicostratus probably, like, gives you a look up and down and notes that you're wearing the exact same clothes as yesterday. I look terrible. I have some tree bark in my hair. I've, uh... He immediately starts to sort of, like, fret and cluck over you like a mother hen and (laughs) keeps pulling things out of your hair and Ambrose comes over as well and starts to help as well. And you get your apron tied around and you will be set for a day in the the shop. Perfect. Back to everyone over at Vanessa's. What are you guys doing? Are you guys going to stay and have breakfast with her or are you going to immediately kidnap her and take her back to your home?
0: I say breakfast. Sure, we'll stay for breakfast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You don't mind the story, do you? Yeah, we can help. Do you need any
4: help? I know this is a lot of... Mouse
1: she holds out Buttercup.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, Buttercup. Um, uh, Sylvie looks around for Kalina. Uh, she's a little bit lost with the children, and she's like, "Here, we'll play with Auntie Kalina."
3: <laughs> Kalina grabs like, "Oh, hey there, little Buttercup. How are you this morning?" We'll grab her and then just start like bouncing her on her arm.
1: Buttercup will giggle and laugh, and you will have a fun time. You're. You have a small little breakfast. It's not much, but it's the best that Vanessa can do, especially under short notice.
3: And don't worry. We'll bring some things over from the farm later tonight. That's thanks for the, for what you can give us. And then she goes back to playing with her like, ah, and starts like making weird faces.
1: You know, Vanessa, we, we actually... So... Why were you outside my window? Were you... We're just in the area? Can you give me a deception check? Oh, of course. Eleven. She sort of is like, oh, aha.
3: Uh-huh. Kalina will say while she's playing, like, hey, Marcus, maybe you should explain this one. Hey there, little one. It, it, just kind of goes back.
2: Alec like, will just blurt out. Yeah, we were just in the neighborhood watching your house because, you know, we don't want you to get
0: murdered. Or anything hey okay, are uh, okay thank you what thank you that's uh, okay All right. That's uh, 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 it's okay you relieved a, we don't uh, know need to get murdered Alice this thank you so much mm-hmm. for your help and oh you're okay you're you're mad I'll just go back to eating cleaning your chocolate I wolf just like <laughs> I will take it from here okay um Vanessa mark we are Yes, yes. i not. Um, this is this this
1: is one of Alex's jokes, right? Uh-huh.
0: Well he is he is usually pretty funny, but I'll just tell it to you straight. We we think he might be in danger. We've been kinda on the hunt for the murderer murderer murderers, maybe. We noticed that the list of those being sent on the ship. Are being murdered and it seemed to be going in a row you're pretty close on that list we think this is just a this is just a, a hypothesis what is a hypothesis what is that called Alice a hypothesis Wait,
4: a, hypo- a hypothesis
0: hypothesis right,
1: she's put her hand to her chest and is breathing and has one hand on the table to steady herself
0: okay now calm down calm down don't there's nothing to be afraid of we are obviously nothing happened we just stayed up we, you should be feel good protecting you it's all good see don't need to be scared of right we but,
4: didn't want to wake you up it was late and
3: didn't you know how I oh, yeah, say there was someone before Vanessa I don't remember did she say there was like two people or well, one hundred two before Vanessa
4: Three
1: for me all that's on the hit you. list
4: but we don't know where he's uh, at or... Hit, 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 hit,
0: hit list. Oh, it's not right. a it's the it, list. Okay. It's a list. That is not a hit mm-hmm. list. It is.
3: Well... It's one of... that's a theory Marcus has. Come on, guys. No, don't say it's... just right out of the theory was. Okay, okay,
2: well... So you I should totally we'll come here. over for a sleepover tonight. You should just... Right,
4: you should we sleepover. thought it would be good if you... We could just spend some time together and relax before, you know, the the ship leaves soon. And that way, we can all just, you know, not yeah, we can be alone.
0: Yeah, we can hang out. We can cook cook some duck. I mean, we can do lots of cool things. We can tell stories together. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. I've never embroidered before. Maybe I'll. But anyway, we're just trying to, yeah, you know, we're just, we're just taking the precautions because you know we we love you and we want to take care of it. And we, want, you know, as I said, sounds a good idea to you.
4: Um, um, um.
3: She she's. We st- have weapons. I wouldn't call this toothpick a weapon. Oh wait, you you guys have stab sticks? I guess that's better.
0: I don't have a stick. I have a bow. I have a bow, so... It's just precautionary. Yeah, it's just precautionary.
1: I... I... I need to... bring... I... I haven't finished... my... my, uh... I... I... I haven't finished the precision... pre-pre-pre-pre the the, the, the provisions okay. it's, that it's that okay. I just, that, uh, that, it, that I need to do for the for the for the, for the ship and I I I still okay. need to get some things out of the field and yeah. I I I can't leave my home
0: oh, of course you can we'll, we'll help you do those things if less, someone else got other plans today we can help Right. No, yeah. yeah, we
4: we can, yeah, we, yeah. we have all day. We could we'll oh, yeah. help.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, you you oh. can even take a little break, a little vacation, a little uh staycation. Right? Can do that. And-
1: oh. oh. Okay. Uh, and she lists out a couple of the things that you'll that that she needs help with in the fields today. And would you guys like to spend the rest of your day doing that?
2: I will go tend to my sheep first okay. but once they're okay and settled I will return to assist
1: Well Alice is going Sylvia are you going to go into town is Kalina are you going to go anywhere Marcus? Are you guys I know you're at least always leaving one person with Vanessa. But are any of you feel like you have anything to do? Anything that you guys want to follow up on? Anyone
0: you want to talk to? I do want to talk to one person.
1: How long do we have before the ship leaves? Do we know? Have they announced? It's a couple of days before the ship leaves. They haven't actually announced an exact date, but you you know that it's at least a week.
3: Yeah, Kalina would stay all day, no matter what, even if she had things to get done. She has one thing she wants to follow up on. She wouldn't leave today.
4: Sylvie doesn't have anything pressing enough to leave today either, I think. She would probably grumble,
1: "Mm, so much for my nap, but otherwise she wouldn't mind too much. The only thing that I would state on Sylvie is that if you do want to follow up with Petra, you probably want to follow up sooner rather than later.
4: (laughs) Okay, maybe Sylvie would walk with Alice back to town to visit Petra and Liana, because
1: she would like to talk to both of them alice first we'll start with you you are able to go back to your sheep you're able to let them out into pasture you're able to get them out to an area and i'm assuming you probably ritually cast speak with animals and talk to them a bit and probably ask them to stay of
2: course they all know their formations
1: you talk to them like real people, and so they're very happy to follow your orders. And even the one that generally likes to go off and be a bit more of a black sheep, even though his will yeah, Vienna is really beautifully mm-hmm. white. Yeah, Vienna understands. Mm-hmm. It's too bad for me.
2: Yeah, too bad.
1: <laughs> and then you can make your way back. You'll arrive back before Sylvie gets back.
2: I also told, told all of them about the dangers of tonight, you know, that they have to, yeah, I exaggerated that
1: few of the more rambunctious ones basically say that they will stand guard.
2: Ooh, Tina or Serena or Geneva or Bria?
1: Or- uh, it is Tina and okay. Geneva. Then are both like. Geneva. Okay. We will charge. Sounds like them.
2: I tell them not to charge. They should not charge.
1: Albeit is left. Albeit is right.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> they need to, like, stay in their shelter. And keep quiet if anything goes on, and protect themselves.
1: After you give them a good, nice, long, spending probably another like another ritual casting of yes,
2: speak with it. Waiting my wand for ten minutes in between. Yeah,
1: yeah, just just to talk with them. You do get it drilled into their woolly skulls, and they will be on their best behavior for you. You do have some of the most well-behaved sheep in all of Merstwall.
2: The flock is known for being like so well behaved.
1: They're also known for any time they any one of them has been stolen for their owners tracking the person down perfectly. Almost as if the animals talked. <laughs> it's true. And then let us switch over to Sylvie. So Sylvie, you are going to Petra's home. You knock and Lena answers the door. What do you want to talk with Lena about?
4: Lena, I just... Are you... How are... Have you figured out who's gonna watch over Petra while you're... When we leave? I still can't quite wrap my head around the fact that we're all... Well, most of us I guess, are leaving.
1: Well, Petra's really holding out hoping that someone new will come out of the prison and will need a place to stay and will be able to take care of her a bit more but i'm not holding out my hope for that i i've i've talked with a few of the others that are not going on the ship and such as say man and she said that she'll check in on a more regular occasion with petra and i've also been talking with uh, hedda andre's wife uh, the proprietor of the halfling house there's some talk about perhaps maybe Petra moving in with them, and I'm I'm really hopeful about that.
4: Oh, that would be that would be great. She's lovely. I'm she would take excellent care of her. I'm sure that would make me feel better. I I'm so sad that we're going to be leaving, but I'm glad that Petra doesn't have to worry about
1: trying to get on a ship. Yeah. Oh, so you're here a bit early. Is everything okay?
4: Oh yeah, it, it was kind of a long night, but it's fine. Things are fine. I just wanted to stop by and maybe talk to Petra and I wanted to see how you were doing. It's Things are so crazy. I haven't, haven't had time to stop by.
1: Well, I was actually just about to go out to uh, grab a few things and to, to do a few deliveries. Uh, do you think you could stay with Petra while I am out? And Yeah, of course. I'd be happy to. Thank you. And she, you see her, she goes back into the house, grabs her satchel and a couple other packages. And she heads out, closing the door behind her. And you make your way, you knock on the door to Petra's sitting room, and Petra, from her chair, she looks up at you, still smells like the same floral herbal tea that you were drinking with her about nine, ten days ago. And she sits there in her rocking chair and she turns and looks over at you. Oh, Sylvie.
4: Have you come to visit again? Yeah, I I wanted to stop by and see how you were doing. I were going to be leaving soon, but I I didn't want to I didn't want to leave without stopping and saying seeing you. Oh I heard that you
1: were going to be going. Poor Lane has been crying upstairs quite a bit. She seems quite scared. But I know you'll take good care of her.
4: Yeah, we'll we'll take care of everybody and um, we'll do our best to sit down. Yeah, of course we can. I I'd, I'd love to stay and chat. Lena's out for a little bit, so I told her I'd stay. Oh, that sounds lovely. Would you like some tea? That would be great.
1: Thank you. You move into the same sort of standard operating procedure when you visit Petra. She offers you tea. You go and make it. She's rather old and frail. Uh, But you do see that some of her medicines are laying out nearby. Uh, Likely the ones related to her seizures, in case they came back again. Likely, Lena has them out so that she can easily get them dispensed. And once you have the nice cup of tea, you, you settle down. And Petra is sitting there. She looks comfortable in her chair with a nice, knitted blanket over her knees. So,
4: what would you like to talk about? Well, it's really awful, unfortunately, but... There... something has been... Something's been killing people. And I know you said that a long time ago your wife was murdered... I feel like they could be connected in some way would you do you were more, more people
1: hurt when she was 70 years ago that's when it happened that's when the killings came to an end you see 80 years ago i was sentenced to murstwall i was 16 at the time I was a maid. And a lord, though. We're not meant to call them lords in Talren. His son was infatuated with me. And after I spurned his advances, you see, they framed me for theft. That's why I was exiled here. But while I was in Vesakin, I met the love of my life and you see sort of her eyes they go a bit misty and they they almost look as if she's looking at the world in a different time at a different place her name was Seandra and she was the most beautiful those that would say that it wasn't conventional beauty she was strong sturdy but the way she smiled the way her eyes lit up when I walked into the room I knew she loved me we built this home together back then We'd always heard about different people going missing. A guard here, a sailor there, colonist, even an escaped prisoner too. But then they started to happen more. He always left the same mark, always killed them the same way, that damned madman. Aleki Calagos. <laughs> yes. The owner of the manor. You see. It was 70 years ago. The year 999. See Andra she had a way with animals and it was the 23rd of Alto only a few weeks away she didn't come home she always had a way with animals she could calm them down and her skills she didn't have any real magic but I always thought there was a bit of magic in her touch the way she could calm someone But it worked especially well on animals. She'd been called out to help tend to some sheep. A few were sick. A few were. (laughs) Also pregnant. She was there for the birthings, you see. But on the way back, she didn't make it home. A guard came to my door. She was found with her back ripped open. He's tried to investigate it myself but I I, I didn't find anything <laughs> and then on the 16th of Nocissium we caught him red-handed that damn bastard Lucky we all just thought he was the crazy old man that lived up on the hill we caught him dragging a sailor drugged out of his mind through the hatchery seemed he was trying to dispose of the body he'd already cut that damn mark on its back and then knowing it was him we gathered a mob we went up to his manor we stormed it things we found there He'd been killing people for a very long time. I watched him. I watched his feet dangle as we hung him in the tree in his conservatory. I watched him breathe out his last gasp. And then we lit the house on fire. But it didn't burn. Rain came pouring down. Water flushed out. I barely made it out before the... Doors and the windows and everything slammed shut. We heard screams that night from inside. But Siandra rests well. I know she does.
4: Of course, I'm... I'm sure she's resting peacefully... I'm... I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I can't imagine... I can't imagine. I'm so sorry.
1: It was a long time ago. I've never loved again. Not for people's want of trying. Quite a few different suitors came my way in the day. Not that looking at me now you'd think that, but...
4: Nonsense. You're beautiful. I don't blame them one bit.
1: Thank you, Sylvie. Thank you. She sort of hangs her head and shakes it a bit and sips at her tea quietly. Is there anything else Sylvie would like to ask?
4: No, I don't think so. I think she'd be pretty quiet for the rest of her time with Petra.
1: After a bit, Petra sort of looks at you and says,
4: You say others were
1: murdered.
4: Here. Now. Yeah. 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 We we spent last night tr- tracking what we thought maybe was a killer. We didn't, well, we found more Bosby. we think there's 10 or 11, maybe more people. And it seems like they're following a the list, but that seems, I don't know. It seems strange, but so many people dead in such a short amount of time and the bodies have all been, at least the ones that we know of, have been beaten up. I mean, limbs missing, parts torn off,
1: back shredded, shredded. Shredded. Her teacup sort of shakes a bit, and then she reaches a finger in and she actually like dabs it into the hot tea and and makes a few lines on the small little table next to her. Three horizontal lines and one vertical line through them. The backs weren't shredded like this, were they? Yeah. They... They were Her eyes begin to fill with tears. She's back She's back No. Oh.
4: I don't know. I'm I don't know what's happening. It doesn't none of it seems to make any sense, but we'll We'll stop it. We won't let... We won't...
1: We won't let it keep going. He always retreated back to his house. That's where we found him. That's where we thought we killed him. And every moment he just begged for his wife and daughter. They'd been dead for years. Begged for them like they were standing right there couldn't understand, actually, how a frail man like him could have killed anyone. But he was mad. Mad, I tell you. Al's Petra tells you this. The door opens and Lena comes in. comes in sees the two of you sitting there and joins you for a little bit steering the conversation completely away from the subject you had been talking about without even asking what you had been discussing and beans talking about some appointments that she's set up and uh, some of the things she's gotten including what she plans to make them for dinner and a little bit more time passes Are you gonna? Do you have anything you want to really talk with Lena about or with Petra after, once you've got, say, Lena upstairs? Or are you gonna head back to your companions or perhaps even swing by the store and pick up Maya as she's on her way walking back? I
4: think Sylvie would go pick up Maya and head back towards Vanessa's house, I think is where everybody's probably at. So as it gets closer to evening, then. Would Maya be able to take a quick break to run by Timaeus'
1: house? Probably too busy. Mm. You're probably eating your lunch while doing things in the back or, like, doing orders. To be honest, you probably had to get something really close by to eat because you didn't get a chance to bring something in. Mm -hmm. But as the shop is closing down, Sylvie does come by to pick you up.
4: Hi, Sylvie. Hey, Maya. How How was work? Busy. I'm sure, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. so busy. Oh. I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah, you and me both. I'd love to arrange things better tonight. I can't stay up as much as I did. Yeah, I think we've managed to convince Vanessa to stay the night at our house, so. I think that's the plan. Um, I did go. I went and talked with Petra, and I. I think I maybe have some information, but we'll we'll talk all together as a group. Maybe after Vanessa goes to sleep or tomorrow or something. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm glad you were able to find something out. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know that I would call it good, but, you know, well, yeah, most things just worse worse.
1: Switching over to everyone that's been at Vanessa's, the morning, afternoon, everything has gone quite well. You've done some decent labor, pulling a few things that are in an early harvest out of the fields. And uh, Alice, inside the house, you've helped Vanessa doing some canning. Kalina, in between helping out in the field, you've also been taking care of Buttercup a bit, keeping her out from underfoot. And the evening begins to set in as Sylvie and Maya arrive back at Vanessa's home. Hello.
2: Oh, hey guys. Have any more nightmares or anything?
4: No nightmares, but I sure wish I could have some sleep. Yeah, I could do with it. A few hours of sleep, too. It's been a long day.
1: I should also note that all of you have one level of exhaustion now.
4: Oh, is everybody ready to go back home? Yes.
1: Are we going to go somewhere? Buttercup go with us?
3: Then Klaenika kind of says while well, she's talking to Buttercup. Are,
1: are, are, are you really sure that we, sh- we, sh- we should go back to your place? Not, not not stay here? There's
4: not really... Um... I think it would be hard for us all to get enough to sleep in.
1: Yeah, buddy, but, but how are you gonna sleep if, if, if you're staying up on, all night to guard me? We can, we can take turns sleeping. Don't
3: worry. Uh, you and Buttercup can take my bed. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, it's no big deal.
1: Okay. Thank you. Clean just kind of smiles back. Do Marcus or Alice say anything more?
2: No. (laughs) Alice seems distracted. Alice seems distracted. I will say that. Marcus really doesn't have anything to add.
1: Okay. With that, you guys will start to head out. Dusk is just falling and mist has ushered in from the ocean. And as you are making your way, you you haven't even made it to the center of town. You're still weaving up through some of the farmsteads. You hear a strange sound. A sound... It's almost like a clicking Something breathing, but through irregularly shaped mouths, with little folds or teeth that click against each other. And with that, we'll end tonight's session.
4: Listening to Roll with Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe for future episodes, rate us where you get your podcast, and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can write us at dm at rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes go to zapsplat.com purple planet music and arcane anthems full credits are in the episode description it says josh is here but i don't hear josh and there's no movement in the sound thing
0: John. can you let go
3: we summon the <laughs> Please accept our blood right.
0: Let <laughs> me do the thing that he was doing for the animals.
3: Whoa,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> testing, testing.
4: Hi. Yay.
2: Is it working? Okay. Yes. You're I, here. I'm yeah. struggling to get this set up together this whole <clears> time. <throat> <throat> Sorry. This has happened to more than just you today. Oh, God. Why is my arm sacking, not my literal arm? <laughs>
3: um.
1: <laughs> That's a great fact. It's wonderful. Now to go look at their life cycle and see how terrifying it is. If it's useful enough.
2: Eels are just campaigning. Terrifying. Eels are just eels are just ter- terrifying in general. Like they are horrid creatures, and I loved that eel fact. I am sitting here right now being like, wait, but how do they reproduce? And you started me on something, I'm telling you.
4: Blame me too. It was a weird YouTube video that just said, Hey, you wanna know how eels reproduce, right?
2: Do you know what their well, mouths do you know how they eat too? Do you know They
4: like, have yeah, two like two sets of jaws? Ugh.
1: Ugh. <laughs>
2: Like that's so weird. I, like Sigourney Weaver. They have
4: like yes like alien like <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe the great Sigourney Weaver. Sorry, yeah. Well wow. they are. No, they totally
3: are.
0: Well, wow. they're slimy. They're so slimy. <laughs> Great, great eel. To <laughs>
3: when
0: you're down by the sea and an eel bites your knee, that's amore. I'm
3: <laughs> stealing that.
0: Stealing did that. you make
4: that up the
0: spot? <laughs> <That> I <laughs> was I promise great. you did not. It was I great. I Googled that.
4: Oh, also, um, additional fun fact. Electric eels aren't eels. They're night fish. Anyway. Oh
3: Really? Yeah.
4: Bam. I don't know. That's all I've got. I really need to come up with something clever like walking talking magic mirror. I need a Maya needs a tagline. I must hire a publicist.
0: I just need five seconds, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: totally old man logs log step. It's totally
0: it's
4: it's open the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, It's was that weird
1: people. I'm a mu The fact it has to be on
4: you've killed Carlos. Best uh,
3: character ever. Best character.
4: I mean I love him so much.
2: Well, sorry, I lost my train of thought after thinking about. It. I didn't know that. Um, so um, sorry, where were we?
3: No.
4: Oh, of course, just oh. No, we should have stayed at Vanessa's picture. We made the wrong choice. We we chose wrong. Sure, we would have all had to sleep on the floor, but... It would have been worth it.
3: Mm. (laughs)
1: So you did listen all the way to the end in hopes of finding out what Marcus, Sylvie, and Kalina dreamed, did you? Alice and Maya shared the same dream. Kalina and Sylvie shared a different dream. And Marcus had his own very special one. Now, I guess I should do away with this silly voice for the reading of the dreams, shouldn't I? No, that's exactly what the moon people would want. That is what the moon is making you think. Beware the moon! Beware the moon! Sylvie and Kalina shared the following dream. Kaleidoscopic is a term often used to describe dreams. However, it is not one that would be used to describe this one. Unique. Perhaps is the most apt word, or unfortunate, or thalassophobic. Gut-wrenching primal fear, that is your reaction as the waves tumble across you, crushing beneath the waters that wish to claim you as their own. Oh, you struggle. Yes, you do. Such struggle is to live, to strive, to survive at all costs. Around you, the world is darkness, an ocean as black as the ink of an octopus. White light pierces the darkness, slicing across it with such precision that you are blinded temporarily. In that moment, another wave crashes down upon you with such force that you do not know what is up or what is down. Laughter. You hear it. The creature's laughter. In your mind. Around you, in the water, it laughs, it circles, it is coming. Lost, that is what you are. You have lost. It has won. Darkness becomes light as the white streak cleaves blackness into once more. Endure, that is what you must do. You cannot let the creature win. Viciously, the waves smash you down. Pummeling you against a rock. But that is perhaps your salvation. One by one, your hands find purchase upon the slick stone, barnacles and clams biting and cutting into them. Upwards, you drag your battered form onto the rock, entwining your limbs with seaweed to hold on against the waves. Rising, that is what they are. The waves are rising, the rising tide. You look out into the darkness. Water splashes over you as the blinding white light pierces it and divides it in two. Out there, in the dark, you see it. Unable to turn away, you are transfixed. It is coming closer. But behind it, something greater, something larger, a predator of unparalleled size and hunger. Around you, the water recedes. It devours even the sea. It did not rise. It fled. Light tumbles down from the sky to feed it. Like all be. The following dream was had by Marcus. You dream a different dream tonight, one that you have never dreamt before. You walk through a lush forest with trees and plants you have never seen before, brushing aside fronds and branches alike. It is hot, and the air is thick on your tongue. Your clothing plasters itself to your body with a mixture of sweat and humidity. Around you, the unfamiliar landscape is teeming with the sounds of unseen life. Hoots, shrieks whistling calls the slither of scale on bark and the staccato rush of paws upon the ground at your hip a scabbard wrought with images of waves reeds, rivers, rocks and all manner of amphibian that lives between sits without a blade it is empty it must be filled the blade awaits you that is what you know what you must seek You can feel it. The pull. The draw. You struggle to follow it. But something is wrong. The world goes silent. The forest goes silent, around you as if a great predator had entered this domain. You pause, listening to your instincts, begging them to lead you through this ordeal. And then you see it. A vine slowly blackens with rot and begins to wither as blackness consumes it. With a sudden rush, darkness seeks to consume the jungle around you. Inky tendrils that snake across the ground, consuming plant, animal, and even the very earth like a predator of insatiable appetite. As the darkness surrounds you, threatening to consume you, there is a flash of light. A woman stands between you and the devouring dark, with one hand holding aloft the ancient blade you know belongs in the sheath at your side. The darkness flees before her, and as it recedes you see its face, like that of a hammerhead shark, but made of red raw flesh, of muscle and sinew, dripping with blood and with four mouths, three horizontal and one vertical bisecting the three that gapes wide, "'as if to devour the woman. "'She turns to you, "'her kind face composed of earth and water, "'reed and seawater, "'clay and polished stone, "'driftwood and foam. "'Her voice is familiar, "'one that you have known since birth, "'yet not that of your own mother. "'I shall protect your dreams this night "'from that which threatens to consume. "'All you hold dear.' time soon approaches for you to seek me, my shackled one, upon the distant shores of Atzacant.